Look at Talk. Brand new episode starts right now. Welcome one. Welcome back to another edition of the Look at Talk podcast. I'm your man, Victor. We are in the final stages of season five of Look at Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the final rounds. The final rounds continue with a trip to Chicago to talk to an old friend. You heard her during season three of Look at Talk. And if you haven't heard, now we're bringing her back on. The season of comebacks continue. This is the second podcaster from Chicago to come back on the Look at Talk. She's the host of Tia Talking on Wine Podcast. It's Tia holding it down. How you doing tonight, Tia? Hey, y'all. I am doing great. Thank you for asking. Um, thank you for bringing me back. Period. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> a lot has transpired. A lot has gone down since last time we, got, we spoke. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear you're still in podcasting. How things yeah. been going for you? Things have been going. I can say that. Um, I guess all in all, a lot of changes have been happening for me um, as far as my career and stuff. So I kind of took a little break from podcasting, um, but I just got back started. Um, and what was that? I dropped the episode April, May. I think it was mm-hmm. April. April, I mean, it was the first episode I dropped um, recently. So I'm excited to be back recording. So that's that. But other than that, like I said, life is life. And it's going. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you on life is that and life is going. I mean, I'm excited to hear you're back, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you'll have people on the podcast and after a while, they just stop podcasting. And that's not yeah. good for us people that regularly record. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear you got back on to it, you know. Yeah, thank you. No problem. No problem. So that latest episode you dropped was the mm-hmm. Chicago Love Story. What inspired that episode? Um, I don't think I had any inspiration for the episode, but I had um had a new friend and she was just telling me about her relationship and how it had started. And I thought it was like, I love a good love story. So I just love hearing about how people fall in love and how, you know, they love how just how you just love it. And so when she was telling me about it, I'm like, this is a good episode. I'm like, hold on, don't tell me everything. Um, let's get your man on the episode and let's talk about it. You know, and I and it was exciting for me to do it because I only had one other couple on my show, which was my brother and his wife. And so it was interesting meeting um and having the episode with someone who's married and in a relationship. It was like I got both, you know, usually I have a male or I have a female, but I was like I was getting both perspectives on a lot of subjects and yeah, it was really good. Wow. Um, more power to you for shining the light on married couples, you know, mm-hmm. and like I've had married couples on as well. You know, they, it does give you hope to keep pushing even yeah. as a single person, you know, it's just, you know, it ain't fun. But, you know, I've had like I've had my fair share of married couples and talks mm-hmm. to them about their podcasts and how they feed. They really feed off of each other. So did you get that feeling that, that they were just feeding off of each other's energies when they were recording and stuff? Yeah, for sure. Like, like I like I I've mentioned she was she's a friend of mine, and I've only hung out with just her, not her her and her husband. So it was interesting, like hearing them like have a dialogue and how they talked about each other, just telling the story about how they met, like just looking at each other. You could tell like they were really in love and they were feeding off each other, telling the stories, like going back and forth. It was really I felt the love and the energy in the room, and I loved it. Yes, I definitely um definitely felt the love and stuff. I hope that they don't you know, they don't wind up on divorce because you know <laughs> you can tell the couples that were some some loving other couples they might just be doing that for the cameras, but mm-hmm. from and it wasn't even like that. It wasn't really lovey dovey. It was just like friends, but you could tell they was in love. Like the side eyes they gave each other. It was just like it gave it it was really genuine to me. And yeah. It was a great yeah. job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I saw I was happy for them, but like I was telling you in the opening, um, I almost had my own Chicago love story um a couple of years back. Um <laughs> chick I met on Twitter. We play our iMessage games mm-hmm. and then trying to FaceTimes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think one night I legit need to get, get off the phone because someone a family member was had an emergency. Next thing you know, she kind of blew up on me. Um 
we'll pop. I'm, I was like, tried to try to work things out, but then the communication just died off, you know. And it's just only thing I can say now is is it is what it is. That mm-hmm. chick she had a baby last year, so I know, and I, that's why I'm just like, I swear that was my sign that I can't really do long distance relationships because yeah. unless we're meeting each other regularly, unless we're planning trips out to come see one another. And even then I'm um hints at one to see her. She said, Oh, you can fly me down, but I want you to pay she wanted me to pay for her hotel and the flight. I'm like, times is tough, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not out here big balling and stuff mm-hmm. like I'll spot you. I'll help you. I'll get you half the way. I'll see you something for it. But, you know. Like, be for real. Yeah, it's it's just big balling and stuff. And then a lot of times, <laughs> it's like, if you fly somebody out, they might not be willing to look out for you. They might not be wanting to spend time with you. They might not want to give you that time and attention, you know. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely hit or miss. So, I said to myself, if I have a flop. If I agree to meet somebody, I will fly to them first. You know what I'm saying? Let me see what you like in your city before I think about flying you down to Florida. Yeah. I mean, that makes the most sense because it's like, you never know either. Like, you never know what she come in and do. And even if, like, you go down there, at least you could find something else to do if it does not work out, you know? Versus you spending all your money flying somebody to your city and she having fun on your dime, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's ghetto. But I don't know. I feel like that's just, like, how people are nowadays, like, and you got to be serious with somebody before you being like, oh, okay, I'm going to just fly you down. Because, like you said, times is hard. And I'm not going to be spending my money on you if I'm not really into you for real. Like, be for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the flights are expensive, and you know people are bougie nowadays. They're gonna be like, "Oh, I want to fly on this airline or some of that." Oh, I don't want to stay at this kind of hotel. I'm just like, you know, yeah. Now, <laughs> if you were like, if you were taking some initiative and you just need a couple, a little couple of hundred dollars just to help you out, I got you. But to pay for the whole right. thing is is crazy. Right. Well. But like I said, though, there's plenty of beautiful people in Chicago, you know. Um, like I said, I wouldn't mind coming to visit because I've recorded with a handful of people from Chi-Town. And stuff, mm-hmm. so y'all all are good, cool people. So I will be making that visit um, sooner or later, you know. Probably yeah. not probably not during the winter time because it's cold as hell up there. Yeah, summertime shot is a time, okay? That's when you got to come visit. It's definitely during the summer because... Like, it's always something going on in Chicago in the summer. I mean, stuff going on in the winter, but it definitely can get real cold and unpredictable cold. Like, you don't, you never know with Chicago. So, definitely if you come visit, come in the summer. Yes, you, your boys are Floridian, so it's like, I, I don't mind the cold weather, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's definitely not my favorite, you know. I'm, people yeah. won't be looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it's people in Chicago that hate the cold weather, so I don't understand. But I'm like, I like the four seasons, so I like staying in Chicago because I get like, you know, all the four seasons. Like, I love the winter, I love the fall, I love the summer. So, I feel you, I yeah. definitely feel you. Oh, on this episode, ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. Remember, the more you drink, the better I sound. So, get that liquor pulled up if you haven't done so already. I will be remiss to give a shout out to all the dads out there. Um, happy Father's Day, you know, because you men yeah. are wonderful. To all the men that shout out to step up for their kids and stuff, yeah. even to the ones who, um, who are not the biological father. But they stepping up and they're playing a father yeah. role to our kids, to our youth out there. I do want to say shout out to all of y'all on this episode. Um, T, is there anything you would like to tell your father, um, or they're probably you're going to tell your dad? Dang, not my daddy. Ugh. Woo. Well, um, you don't have a good relationship with your dad. I'm no, not. I have. I have a good. It's okay. It's okay. Um. I can just say that um, I'm thankful that um, as a child, like my dad gave me, I grew up in a household where we were split apart. So I, I, I'm thankful that my dad gave me 
my siblings because of I feel like I had lonely child syndrome at home. So my dad got the kids and I used to love going over there, being with them as a family. And I appreciate him for that, for always making me feel included and making me feel a part of the family, which obviously I am, but thank him for that. I actually just seen my dad. Um, he stays in Georgia, but I just seen him on Tuesday because our youngest sister graduated from medical school. Um, so we were all in Detroit. So just thankful for moments like that, for bringing us all together and having a great relationship and just, you know, being a dad and continuing to love us. Even now, if I call my dad, he'll answer. So I'm thankful for him for that. Yeah. yeah, shout out to all the daddies, the step daddies, the zaddies, all of them. We love you all. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was an amazing shout out um, mm-hmm. to my biological dad. It's like he was never there. He just, he had four kids, was there for none of them, you know. So it's like, even now I forgive him. I, I, mm-hmm. I still find myself praying for him because I know he had a, he suffered from a bad case of dementia recently. Mm-hmm. And the dementia is the same thing that his mother, um, my grandmother on his side, passed away from back mm-hmm. in like 2009 or 2008, one of those years. Mm-hmm. So I just was praying that nothing bad happens to him because I know he didn't hit his early 60s. But, you know, even though he made the choice to not be a dad to me, I'm still, I still kind of forgive him. Thanks to my mother, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I don't. I want this to sound like she's getting a bad rep here, but kind of put some men in my life that were, that kind of made me just forgive my dad, just absolve him for not being a dad or just for, for being who he is, you know? Mm -hmm. I know um, I don't condone what my dad may have put my mom through, but um, it's like, I don't even really think about it because of the mess I had to deal with, you know, growing up. Right. Right. That's where I, I admit I forgive my mom, you know, and she mm-hmm. knows that. But I do want to give a shout out to um one of my uncles. He was he was always there. He was he was that prototypical dad figure for me, you know. He really stepped up, and he he's a lot. I learned how to be a man from you know. My aunt is still married to him after all these years and mm-hmm. stuff. Even even in spite of people not showing the love, you know, and showing the respect. They're still together, so I do want to give a shout to him. I definitely appreciate him. Um, okay, he he really went out of his way to become that dad figure to me. It's just I do wish that I would have learned a lot more than I did, but when I finally got to be with him, I was still healing from the bullshit I had deal with, so it is what it is. But yeah. also, now I do shout out to my friends, the, to the homies that are. I do see that are stepping up. And taking yeah. care of their kids because in our generation, a lot more black men are stepping up and being dads. They are not only they are not only giving birth to kids; they are actually in the kids' lives. They're going up to the school. Yeah. They're getting them right and stuff. So, shout yeah. out to that, you know. Yeah, and shout out to my brother too. Like he's a good father. Take care of his kids and my my other. Um, my brother-in-law, like, who else? I got some uncles, too. Like, just shout out to all the dads who, like, like you said, are stepping out, who are doing what they're doing. It, it's really, for me, somebody, too, also give a shout out to someone who stepped in and, and became a stepfather to um, my godson. So shout out to him. And he's actually becoming a father soon because um, they're actually expecting now. So. Shout out to him. He had a little practice. Now he's going to have his own. And I'm sure he's going to be a great father. Um, the stepdaddy's coming through, too. So shout out to them. Yeah, shout, shout out to the stepdaddies that were definitely coming through, you know. The stepdaddies that were going to go above and beyond. I will say this to any man out there that wants to date a single mom and stuff and it gets serious. You really need to love, not only love that woman. But you need to love her kid as if yeah. it's their own because that is a task and that's not everybody for. But it's on you, you know, because you said you exactly. knew this woman had a kid and exactly. you felt you still built with her anyway. So mm-hmm. you need to love them kids as if as if your own. Don't be belittling them. You know, you got to 
you got to really just motivate them because the world is tough out here, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So then we need all the encouragement in house because the world does not give a fuck about you when they okay. get outside the house, you know? So mm -hmm. you definitely need all of the encouragement. So if you're going to be a step parent, you need to quit, quit trying to show your insecurities, quit. Don't, don't be, you know, showing your insecurities or, areas your weekend don't take it out on that child you know that child right. that child needs to be there and also you need to have uh definitely have a relationship with the father if the father is around everybody needs to work that out you know because you be seeing on social media and stuff how mm -hmm. people just they they be some idiots yeah yeah it's a bunch of it's a bunch of mess and it's always going back and forth about what you think is right and what you think is wrong if it works for your family it works for your family it makes sense for y'all, then it makes sense for y'all. Like, who cares about what everybody else got to think about it? Like, the whole like discipline and step parents and or step kids and like if it if y'all it works for y'all, then it works for y'all. But everybody ain't out here hating their step kids, so people don't deal with stuff like that. So yeah, and my, I had my step parents. So. Yes. I had a stepmom, I had a stepdad. Well, I have a stepmom. My stepmom pretty much been in my life, pretty much my whole life. And at first it was a little rocky. And I, when I was younger, I didn't understand why I was rocky until I got older. But now it's like, well, not even now. I could say teenage years, it became great. It came better. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like, that's my second mom. Like if anything, she did more than my daddy did. Like she was the dad. <laughs> she did what she needed to do. And then on the other hand, my stepfather, which I don't even when I really talk about him, I say my mom's husband because he's not a dad to his own kids. So he can't be somebody else's stepfather. But it's like, like you said, you gotta like as an adult, it's like it's easy to forgive but not forget the things that they mm -hmm. did from the past. So it's like you under, you know what it is. They did it. They, it is what it is. And it's like, now we can move on. We got to hold no grudges. It's like, but I remember, you know, so yeah. that's why I am with him. And I'm just, if my mama like it, I love it. So it's all about her. So whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I felt that all the way, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, uh, I got to tell too, like, the first, my mom's first husband, he was just that, like, he was barely even that to her. It's like, he was so insecure by himself that he belittled her and belittled my mom, too. And it's like, like you said, um, you forgive, but you don't forget. It's like, it mm -hmm. took some years, which is why I say to all my parents, to all my people out there, you better be careful before you bring around your kids, because your kids might make you pay for that when you get to be an adult, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. her first husband, um, I don't think I forgave her for him until I was like 24, 23 or 24 when she finally admitted that I fucked up when I married him. I should never have married him. I'm like, you waited till I got to college to say that, but I ended up <laughs> so her for it, though, you know. Right. But the second husband, he was cool. I saw him being a dad to his kids. He took care of his kids, but he didn't really take care of my mom. He wasn't doing right by my mom. And my mom was being stepmother of the year for his mm -hmm. kids, but he wasn't doing right by my mom. And I'm like, you know what, man? You cool. You was one slick cat, you know what I'm saying? You know, you can talk to me and smooth me up to make me believe you're doing right and you're doing what you need to do. Then I get a text from my mom saying, divorce papers. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. I'm like, mm -hmm. and then, and then, then I remember I remember one of my family members kind of warned my mom about, warned me about him. I'm like, damn, they were right. All this time, they were right. <laughs> they were right about him. So, mm -hmm. but like I said, from but, to all my single people out there with kids, be careful who you bring um, around them. And also, you might have to make that sacrifice in dating because nowadays it does feel like nobody wants to deal with a person with kids because. I've talked, I've heard from a lot of women on social media. They're not trying to give the single dads a chance. And and I and I'm getting to a point, I think it's now this is this ain't got nothing to do with the single moms, but just mm -hmm. 
I find myself resist hesitant only because of how I was treated. So, do you think it's bad out here for single people with kids? I don't necessarily think it's bad, but I feel like if you got a messed up situation, that's what makes it bad. So, I don't mind dating somebody with a kid, but your shit got to be in order. Like, I don't want no baby mama drama. Like, we can all be a we can be we can raise this baby really well. We can be have a triangle type of you know, relationship with this kid. Like, I want the best for your kid. I'm going to be the one that's going to push you to be the best for your kid and have a great relationship with your baby mama. So I don't have an issue with it, but it has to be boundaries and rules in their relationship. Like, are you still having sex with her or him? Like, that can make things complicated. So that's why y'all argue and fight all the time, you know? So I feel like in that case, if you want to date, and be like a single parent and date, you need to make sure that your situation, your baby father, your baby mama is together because you shouldn't be dating if that ain't together. Like, get your shit together. Like, it's, I don't know what y'all gotta do. Go to counseling, get a judge, get some papers in order, write it in order, like whatever y'all need to do because don't nobody wanna be in no messy situation. And I feel like um, you see it. You see the baby mama drama and the baby daddy drama all the time. I'm not even talking about social media, I'm talking about in real life. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me like want to be like, oh no, I'm not dealing with somebody. But I've had, I have dated people in the past. Like I've watched him be a father. Like I watched, and it was great because his actually his daughter stayed in Memphis, and the baby mama stayed in Memphis too, so it wasn't an issue. But I see him talk to her every day. He made sure they FaceTime. He talked to her before she went to bed. Like he was a great father, and when she was here, like he made sure that he spent time with her. And then on the other hand, I dated somebody that I've been with you for two days and you ain't picked up the phone not once to call your kids. Like, I don't like that. Like, mm-mm. You, you don't miss your kids? I have nieces and nephews and god kids that I talk to every day because I be missing them. So imagine if it was my kids, I would want to at least talk to them every day. So that's how I feel. Like, I feel like if it's not messy, if it's not no you know, messed up stuff, then it could work out for single people. But you just got to make sure that, you know, your dust is in a row before you start something new. And definitely easier said than done because it's not necessarily you all the time. It could be crazy baby mama or crazy baby daddy. But, yeah, you got to figure it out first. Yes, you definitely have to figure out. And also, you cannot be out here making babies with people who – you know what, that they just don't want to be, they just not mentally together, you know, it's like, there's sometimes you cannot be doing that, you know, I get it that, that people still be out here messing around, even though the dating pool is trash, but you can't be making babies with everybody, you know, and I, and I look at men like, look, you got to ask yourself if she worthy of it, if everything going to be okay, if something happens, you know, exactly, be wearing condoms and wear protection, and if you have to, buy the Buy the plan B, you know what I'm saying? Buy the plan B if you got to, you know? Yeah, that was a discussion I was having on Facebook as well. Like, somebody had said something that, talking about abortions, like, oh, don't be mad about a man. If he asks you to have an abortion, don't be mad if um, he don't take care of the kids. Like, what? First of all, stop having sex with people that y'all can't see yourself having kids with. And especially if y'all can't wrap it up or be protected. Like, why are we having this discussion? <laughs> like, it should not be happening. But it's like, that's the same. That's It's it's what we're going through in society and reality. So yeah, it's, I'm over it. It's sad where, where we're at. It's like we're having talking about people having kids um, with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. It, it really is sad. I can't make this up. And then Everybody's so bitter with one another. That's why you have the baby mama drama, the baby daddy drama. Now, you have some people that eventually will mature and get over it, but it takes them forever. Yeah, forever. And by this time, kid 15 and you 45, (laughs) now what? Yeah, and y'all still tripping about this and still tripping about that, you know. Exactly. It is crazy. I don't want to deal with it. That's that's I make sure I'm that's my biggest fear. I don't want to be baby mama. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm when I'm in it's my baby mama. Like that's it's 
that's scary. And like I said, it's not even about society. It's the reality. Like, I've seen my friends, my family go through baby mama and baby daddy drama. Like, be for real. Yes, I've, I've had friends go through that, too. And it's like, I don't want that for myself, either. It's like, that's my biggest fear, which is why I'm well in my 30s with no kids. Because it's like, okay. I want to be in a situation where me and this woman, we together, we a family, but we might have our days where it's just mm-hmm. go, go to our separate rooms and be mad in the same house, but come back together and come back and talk it out. I don't want to be there with the baby mama drama or the baby daddy drama. But I will say this to all the ladies out there who won't let their kids, who won't let the men be fathers to their kids, you really need to grow up, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, like my friend Bristol from Not That Problematic Podcast said, on one, on the episode we did together, she said to let that man be a dad because guess what? That frees you up for shit you want to do. If you want to go out and brunch, you want to go get your hair did, go get your nails done, that frees you up. Let him be a dad. That actually frees you up. But no, a lot of y'all, y'all want to withhold the kids and it's just... And for young men out there, they need their dads in their life. It's mm-hmm. very important and very paramount that they have their father figures in their life because... There's some things you just cannot learn from a woman, you know what I'm saying? No offense to the ladies out there. There's some things a woman cannot teach a man, you know? And for and if it's for a little girl, there's some things that her dad cannot, that, that woman cannot just teach, but her dad has to teach her, you know, about men. Yeah. I, I kind of, I don't want to say disagree, but I kind of feel like, I feel like a woman can raise a a successful man and I feel like a dad can do what he needs to do if he was a single dad raising a, a girl I don't know I just I seen it not necessarily seen it happen but like I'm kind of part of something like that that happened so I definitely feel like in some some instances like a mom might reach out to a male figure to help out with something so that's why I kind of like, mm, I think it can be done, but I hear you. <laughs> I, it can be done. I'm like, but you have to pick the right male figure, though. You, you got to pick yeah. the right male and the right woman figure because that shit might blow up on your ass, you know what I'm saying? Then mm-hmm. the kid gets in the real world and they're bitter with you because life is really defeating them and you really didn't teach them everything that they need to be taught, you know? So, I mean, yeah. it definitely can be done, but I know that there was some rates that said that black families, black kids, are a little more successful if both parents are around, you know. So, and so it's very yeah. important that black dads step up and be there. Yeah, I agree. Definitely need to step up and be there um, because, like you said, like you can definitely learn something. And I feel like sometimes it's not like even if it's not a two parent household, having two parents. It's still like I didn't grow up with a two parent household, but I definitely had two parents. I had one in one household and the other in the other household. And so I got both of both worlds from both of them. So I definitely feel like the, you know, daddies need to step up and women need to, and the mamas need to stop being, you know, I feel, and that's the thing though, it's it's all about control. And I feel like, and, and I don't want to blame men, you know, but I feel, like it be it be y'all taking them there most times, so that's why it be something that you did. The reason why you can't see your kid and yeah, she's and not over like, it yet, and it's like she can't get over it because it's probably something that you continuously did. So, well, that's when y'all, I feel like y'all need to go to therapy and figure this thing out. You know, say so you okay. Go to therapy and figure out the hurt, the bitterness, the reason why you just don't want you want you want the child support checks, but you don't want him to be a dad. You know what I'm saying? You know, but you, if and I will say this, you need to if you have a man trying to step up and be the dad, let that man step up and be that in spite of whatever bullshit y'all got going on, because there's a lot of men out here. I've talked to some single moms and stuff who had babies by that man and that man has just gone ghost. If you got somebody stepping up, you are winning. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I also feel like that's it's just conversations and it's boundaries that need to be held. 
uh, when you're dealing with baby mama and baby daddy. And that's just, it's going to get ghetto. I heard it's a two out of 10, highly not recommended. So I'm I, I going to stay away from it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. that two out of 10 is like more like zero out of 10. Like nobody <laughs> would recommend it. But I'm just it's like. The two, the two is for the baby. The two is the baby. You know, that's the only. You know, it's the actual child that makes it a two. Yeah, and it's just if you can't find a way to be there for that actual child, then yeah, that must mean it, it must have been some really messed up shit that really went on. Yeah, real unfortunate. Yes, real unfortunate. It's definitely unfortunate, but we don't root for that here. But ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is liquor talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. Get that liquor Hello. poured up. I don't care if it's brown, I don't care if it's white, I don't care if it's wine, I don't care if it's beer. Get it poured up because you definitely need it for this conversation. Um, also want to say happy Juneteenth, you know. Okay. How, do you, how does it feel knowing that they, they finally, all these years, they finally should give a damn about a black holiday and they done made it a federal holiday, you know. It's like, did you think that this, this was just a money grab or... Now seeing Juneteenth says it just feels weird, you know. It's like, why you think? Why you feel like it being? Is it weird that now it's a federal holiday, or is it a good thing that it is a federal holiday? I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of the big reason is because a lot of people didn't know about Juneteenth, and I feel like it wasn't taught to us. It wasn't something that a lot of the black families did on their own. Like it wasn't. I don't. I knew my family, and I didn't know nothing about Juneteenth until I got to college. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like maybe I heard about it as a child, but it didn't ring a bell to me until I started studying like black people and sociology and criminal justice. That's when it rung a bell for me. So I feel like honestly, it wasn't a big thing because we just didn't know. We didn't know about it. Like my friends and nobody, nobody I knew celebrated Juneteenth. So I feel like that was one of the reasons. And I feel like now, you know, social media has been a bigger thing. I feel like um, the millennials are, you know, out here. They really on social media. They really doing it. They really into it. And I feel like that's what brought it to light. Because um, I feel like also, too, did y'all not? I felt like because my aunt, she went to HBCU. She said they celebrated every year, too when she was in school. So, but she went to HBCU. So I figured in the South, maybe y'all celebrated a little bit more than we did up here um, because of the HBCUs and because of the stuff, you know, you know, the history of the South. Um, but I don't know, is that, was that a thing? Um, no? It wasn't a thing um, because uh -huh. I didn't really hear about it until I got like you, until I got to FAMU. And then that's when I saw people on campus to, um, different um, campus organizations were having Juneteenth events and stuff. Right. And then that's when they were breaking down what Juneteenth was and how they were celebrating, how it's basically a celebration of the slaves being freed in um, Texas, the last mm -hmm. remaining slaves being freed in Texas. So I didn't hear about it until I got to college and until right. I took African-American history, which exactly. that no matter what your major is, I think at every HBCU, they make you take African-American <laughs> history, you know. I know, so. that's right. <laughs> I that makes it, sense. It, it definitely makes sense. It makes a lot of sense because, you know, no, you know, history is just being whitewashed, you know what I'm saying? We're, and you already know I live in Florida where mm -hmm. we have a governor trying to literally whitewash history. I'm like, you know, it's crazy how much these white folks will go so hard to not uh, help our black people understand who we were. Exactly. The slaves. Exactly. But like you said about learning in school, I went to a, a, a PWI and I learned it in school, but I also majored in, well, minded in sociology. So I was taking a lot of like, you know, African-American sociology classes. And I had a teacher who was actually the, um, the chair of the black studies department. So it was like, a, I learned a lot from it, from, from college and being in the major and minor that I was in. And that's how I liked it. But when I moved back to Chicago, I remember um, from school, when I came back home to Chicago, that was the first year that me and my friends celebrated. And I remember just having like, we did a little picnic in the park and we 
ordered only, you know, black only stuff. And we just sat outside, we had on our little t-shirts and we just popped firecrackers and we had amazing time. And then it was like each year it became bigger and bigger and bigger and the celebration bigger. And I, I honestly, I'm all for it. Like I'm, when it became a federal holiday, yes, it took us, it took forever for us to get here, but I'm glad it finally got here. And yes, I'm gonna make sure I'll, well, I'm working a job where it became a federal holiday. Um, I feel like every job that I've had as an adult, I've been off on Juneteenth. So I appreciate it. I'm happy that everybody now is starting to benefit being off and being able to celebrate it. I can't wait to celebrate Juneteenth and Father's Day with my family. We're going to have an amazing weekend. And my niece's birthday is that weekend as well. We're going to have an amazing um, weekend. And I'm excited. That's real. That That's some major excitement now. I've never had the benefit of being off from a job for Juneteenth because I've I worked every job, every job I've had so far is just um they've always had you working on June. Actually, actually that was one job like last year, my um mm-hmm. off one one off shop had us off. And um but now the celebrations are getting bigger and stuff and yes. um out there Caesar actually doing something as if it is like another MLK day, you know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely look forward to going to the celebrations and participating and stuff the only thing i don't like now is these corp big corporations getting involved with it with the damn juneteenth yeah. sales and stuff juneteenth marketing gear i'm like oh y'all yeah. want to do this they got the dollar tree too they got juneteenth uh decorations now i did hear the walmart decorations that juneteenth got are made by a black lady so i think it's a black company that walmart sells so you know that's not too bad, but Dollar Tree definitely tried it with the with the Juneteenth stuff. I actually in Chicago, I don't know if y'all do this in in Florida, but we got we get flagged and for the whole month of June, you drive around with your Juneteenth flag on your car. Wow. But I literally just in and this is a Puerto Rican. Um, they got a day this month. I don't I don't know what day it is, but it's because I know the it's some day in June. But anywho. And you say Chicago is big on celebrating. So I literally just seen before I came in the house, this car, he had a Puerto Rican flag and then a Juneteenth flag on the side of his car. And I thought that was so dope. I should have took a picture. I thought that was so dope. And I'm like, yep, it's starting. Yeah, that, <laughs> that definitely sounds dope. Um, having mm-hmm. the, um, the Juneteenth flag and then the Puerto Rican flag. Now, also, and not not to mention that this is also Pride Month, and also, yes. um, also, last I did want to give them a shout out as well, you know, because yes. there's plenty of uh, p- plenty of gay supporters, plenty of gay, um, gay and lesbian people that I've had on the show, you know, want to show yes. them a lot mm-hmm. as well, because you know June is doing the most, you know, so we got yeah. a lot going on, you know. It's some Gemini's. It, I feel like it's the Gemini's. It's like Gemini's do too much, so. Why not have all this stuff going on in June? It's a lot going on in June. <laughs> yeah, and I think June is also Black Music mm-hmm. Month as well. Just spin it back oh. to um, mm-hmm. Black people. Oh, I didn't know. I'm like, wow, we get Black Music Month for June and Juneteenth. Wow. Okay, period. I love it. Yes, I'm here for it as well. Everybody playing the Black music and that they didn't know about. I'm like, of course, this is where all this music came from. A lot of music you listen to say some black artists inspired it, you know. Yeah, of course. And now that everything's being sampled, you can literally trace everything back to, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it, I don't know. It's something about it's it's just the new generation, like the the new teenagers and early 20s that's like starting to piss me off when it comes to the old stuff is that how like the older generation felt about us when we came through in the 2000s in the 99s like i don't i don't they pissing me off with the music not knowing what stuff coming from like just being clueless and i don't i don't like it like <laughs> is that how the old people felt about us? <laughs> I, I feel like that is, that is how the old people felt about us, but some old people, but some, <laughs> some old people were right there with us, jamming out mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, you because right, it was right. good quality music. But it nowadays, was. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it's really the it's the female rappers for me that's that's doing what they're supposed to do now. The male rappers, I feel like, is that's what is a little confusing. It like, what are you even talking about, sir? Like, 
I don't understand. Man, you know what to me? It feels like the female rappers and the male rappers, they all talking about the same things, you know, just in different forms. You're right. You're right. But the females, I feel like it's a little catchy and it's a little, you know, it gets us hyped in the club. Now, the niggas be trying to shoot them down. Shoot them down, kill them down, all the way down. And, yeah, we can't listen to that in the club. Then you hit them, the gunshots go off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get tired of that as well. I'm like, bro, why don't y'all make something for the ladies to vibe too, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Because when you go out to a club, you ain't there to talk about shooting up the club and stuff. I saw this on TikTok, you know, mm-hmm. like why has club culture gone down? It's like nobody want to go to the damn clubs no more because y'all playing the same damn music. You're overcharging as fuck, you know, because people charge you out to ask for a section and then you want to charge uh, $500 for a bottle when that damn bottle in the liquor store is probably like 20 or $30. So you feel me? It, it's crazy. Yeah, I I went to I went to a bar actually. It actually was a club with my friend, and we were sitting at the bar and we were drinking. And this man he came about a a bottle of Bel Air, and I guess he didn't realize how much it was, but he ended up spending like a hundred some dollars for the bottle. And he was like, "I love Bel Air." So when I seen how much he spent, and I didn't to me it just felt like he was. It wasn't giving like a section type of club. It was just giving like a little hole in a wall type of club. So I didn't think this bottle was hole in a wall charging that much. I didn't think it was gonna be this expensive. But literally, I'm like, bro, you could have bought that same bottle for twenty nine ninety nine at the liquor store. I love Bella, so I know how much it costs. But like you said, like the clubs are literally filled with random people who just don't know how to vibe and i feel like they like you said they're overcharging us it's it's all these expectations about how we supposed to look to get in when ain't shit even in here like the drinks water down over expensive yeah i mean honestly it's getting it's definitely getting old like especially here in chicago like no, you don't have to go to no no club. It's like either little small bars that you go to that you know of. Like I have a friend who bartends on Friday nights at this one place, and we are gonna go there. And there's not that many people. It's literally us, <laughs> and we spend money on her, have a good time, put some music in the play up the little ox, and like you have a good time. But the clubs, yeah, definitely no. Yeah, it's like I remember one year. Um, only because I had a childish, we all have that one childish friend who just doesn't want to grow up, you know, <laughs> who ironically I haven't spoken to in years, but me and mm-hmm. fell off, but he was begging me and begging me to go to his club. Let's just go to the club, man. We're going to the club, man. Let's go to the club. Wouldn't shut up about it. We finally pull up to the club. It was 20 to get in. And all we did was just stand there and watch people smoke. That's it. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Oh my god! I save my little goddamn twenty dollars for this shit. Nobody right. end up vibing. DJ just playing number smoke songs. They ain't paying nothing for us to vibe to. Everybody just standing around, got a blunts in the air. They just they weren't doing shit. I couldn't. Even, uh, first of all, I'm not paying nothing over ten dollars to get in the club, and I say that all the time. If I got a hot twenty dollar bill, I'll pay it. I'm not paying nothing over this 20. If I gotta get some more cash, I ain't going in. Like it don't make no sense. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand, understand either. Like I, this I, age. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And like and what's funny for me is like I find myself laughing because it's like I'm the same way I'm getting to point. I don't even like going to the strip clubs no more because they ain't even nothing. I'm like, you know what? It's just nothing. Yeah, I haven't been to a strip club in years, actually, but I feel it. It's nothing. Yeah, and it's I was nothing. just telling my my little cousin, she just turned 21, and her, her and her boyfriend were going out for his birthday, and she hit me up like, hey, um, where do you be going out to? And I said, girl, me and my friends try different restaurants and we get drunk at the restaurant. We order shots at the restaurant. We get four shots at the restaurant. We eat good, drink good, and then we go home. Like... <laughs> This is what we do. Like, I'm going to be 30. I don't, this is what me and my friends do to have fun. Like, we don't, 
We go take walks on the lake. <laughs> we go look, do yoga. Look, this like, is that's, literally, that's it. I feel you on that. I feel you that mm -hmm. me and my thirties because literally we just sometimes we go to brunch or sometimes yeah. it's like if my friend has an event at the studio, like a little mm -hmm. music event, we hit mm -hmm. that up, you know, or he has a mixer, we hit that up, you know, but we don't do nothing like. Now, the only thing we'll do, like, if it's, like, a rooftop spot to have something going on, then, yeah, it might slide through. Or if a black-owned company has a little bar thing going on, yeah, we'll definitely come through. But it's just, the clubs, club scene is just, it's whack yeah, now, it's you know? Mm -hmm. I agree. And mm -hmm. don't, let's say, and I told my friends, if we ever go out of town, like, I'm only going to certain number of spots. I'm not going to the spot in the hood, you know? I don't desire to go to the ratchet spot in the hood. No. No disrespect to a person's city, but I'm not, I don't desire to go to that hood spot, you know? Yeah, and because you're not from, from the place, it, it makes sense. And if it makes sense for you, then that's all that matters. But I, I feel it. I, I, we were just in Detroit, actually, for my sister's graduation. And I'm the type of person when I go out of town, I definitely want to see the hood spots, but I just want to drive through. I just want to drive through and stay in my car with the door spots. Yeah. You know, just, 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 like, yeah. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, what I find is the hood spots be having the good food, though. Yes, they do. So it's like if I'm with somebody that knows the area, then I'm like, bro, you know the area? Okay, take me to the cool. take me to a good food spot then. Right, but not hitting up Google. Right, you're not hitting up Google like Google where the best hood chicken is. Mm -mm. <laughs> just like just like I know if I would come to Chicago, the Heralds that I keep hearing about Heralds, I already know this. If it's not 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 where everybody be at, it's probably where you know, I'm pretty sure you know where a good Heralds is. I do actually, I know a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I told one of my buddies who um he hosts the Beards and White Toes podcast. I told him if I ever come up there, um me and him discuss on uh, that and if he ever if i ever come up there i told him to, hey take me to one you know what i'm saying and hell you know that's because yeah. i be seeing the people talk about on social media even see tiktoks on it as well yeah yeah we do love our heroes here in chicago i think chicago in general just love our food period like we feel like we got the best food in the world i know when i went away to school i only went away four hours south of chicago but the food was terrible and so I, I think people in Chicago, we just think that we got the best food in the world. But it's really just the fact that we got, like, a lot of hood food. Like, a lot of, like, you know, like, food that you can just get on the corner from somewhere. I feel like that's what we got. We got a lot of low spots in Chicago. Mm -hmm. A lot of chicken places. A lot of, like, little places you can get go at 3 o'clock in the morning after the club. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um that's the same with Tampa, you know what I'm saying? We got definitely had the um Tampa and Orlando definitely have a lot of spots where you can go after the club. But the thing about Orlando is they have the food trucks waiting for you as soon as you I get out of the club, right. the food trucks, the food trucks be waiting on you. But I'm mm -hmm. the only thing I don't like about it is the food be good, but I'm like, damn, where you gonna be at post such shit? You know? <laughs> right. When you can I see you again? <laughs> You don't have like a solid location of right. where I need to go so where I can pull up on you, you know what I'm saying? Come right. support again. But mm -hmm. uh, other than that, the food be good though, you know? Yeah. But I feel like every, every says our food is just the best and amazing, you know? And the one thing I heard about Chicago is besides the chicken is the, the deep dish pizza. I think that was the big thing I was hearing even before people start talking about the different hood spots. Yeah. I'm not really a deep dish girl, but um, it's it's touristy food. Like I don't think a lot of I I know a few people in here that likes the deep dish, but it's not something that we like eat a lot. If anything, I like thin crust pizza. Mm. But and we got a few of those spots too that like are really good, like thin crust pizza joints. But. That's real, you know. Um, that sounds like the New York type of pizza because New Yorkers um, go crazy for the little thin crust pizzas you got to fold and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but we become thing about Chicago is we become our pizza in squares too. That's a, that's another thing. I don't know if anybody else does do that, but we call our pizza in squares, and that makes it so much better. Um, yeah, you know, Detroit said Detroit. I heard Detroit trying to claim that as well. 
Oh, okay. I can believe it. I can believe it. Yeah, because I know um, Little Caesars, they say Detroit-style pizza, which is cut in the squares as well. The pizza be oh, good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know the Little Caesars. Oh, excuse me. The Little Caesars had um, the square pizza. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, there's the definitely a lot of good food spots. And this is what we do when you hit your 30s. You hit up the different food spots and you exactly. get the drinks and stuff. This is what the hell 30 looks like for anybody that's about to hit the 30s and stuff. Get yeah. ready to go to brunch. Get ready to go yes. to a nice bougie restaurants because mm-hmm. this is what the hell 30 looks like. It ain't this going to the clubs. Unless, of course, you're in a different city, but the even still, yeah. you know. Or somebody's birthday. It was an event, yeah, but you see me at the club probably twice a year. If that. <laughs> Shit, um, more than likely. And that's if somebody's birthday. If somebody's birthday and they got a section. Okay, cool, but I'll pull up, but I ain't really with the club. And then, like, all the clubs here, too, and I got really be downtown. You got to pay to park, and it just be too much. But yes. Yeah. It does. We are at, we are at the uh, the restaurant, you know, to drink, you know, some shots. Then we go home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We going home, we chilling, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like that here, like downtown Orlando, you gotta definitely gotta pay. I'm like, or they'll try they might try to put a boot on your car, you know what I'm saying? They okay. might hit you with a fine. It's it's crazy. Okay, tickets, fines, all of them. Just a whole bunch of shit that'll make Uber and Lyft some money, if we're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody, nobody's going to feel like dealing with that. So that's why I always told people, um, if I come out of town, like, I'm probably, I'm to the point that I'm not even going to rent a car. I will just Uber and Lyft everywhere I need to go. Mm-hmm. Or unless I just know somebody there and tell them to come get me. I'm just right. watching the gas, you know, because we don't need to be risking getting tickets and stuff. Yeah, I agree. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. You've hit minute 51, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you all have been enjoying this conversation. Um, the one last thing we got to talk about is how do black women and black men come together and restore this love? Because the one thing I've noticed on social media is there's just so much tension between us. There's so many debates. Everybody has these long-winded debates, and it just seems like there's just so many different opinions and it feels like people just, you know, and I've also been seeing people glorifying going to another race. I'm like, I don't get it because I know for me, in spite of the bullshit I've been through with black women, I still want me a black woman no matter what because that, that's just some kind of special love. So what do you think needs to happen nowadays to get people to restore the love for black women and black men, that is? I feel like, just like what I've been saying this whole thing, like if it makes sense for you and that person and it makes sense for them. I feel like people are so big about what everybody else is going to think or whatever it's going to say or expectations from everybody else that you're not seeing what you really like and what you what really makes you happy. Go for what you really like. Go for what, you, what makes you happy. Like Also, have those conversations. Have those deep conversations in the beginning. Like People be scared to talk to people when they first meet them. But if you talk about it, then, you know, months and weeks down the line, you won't feel like you're wasting any time because then you know right there now what that person, how that person is and what that person got going on. So talk it out, talk, have conversations, get to know these people before y'all sleep with them and lay with them and get pregnant and then be stuck with them for the rest of y'all lives. Like, I just feel like we need to just stop worrying about social media. Start worrying about what TikTok and Twitter and Facebook got to say. Like, go out there and find somebody that's for you. Like, talk. Let's talk. Oh, people be shy. People be stuck behind these keyboards. <laughs> go outside and meet these people. And I and and it's honestly, I feel like I I agree with love being you know not as big as it used to be in the past because I just. I don't know, like, I was telling you before we started, like, I don't know, I don't know if it's just the way, because Chicago is people hard to love, or is there, is it everywhere, everywhere that people are just so, like, I want to just say mad, but I feel like it's a lot going on in the world, and so it's so hard to judge, and so hard to point fingers, I mean, so easy to judge, and so easy to point fingers, 
at the next person for shit you got going on. Like, I don't know. I just feel like people need to work on themselves first and then, you know, get into a relationship and then yeah. see where it goes. Um, I'm all for love, though, and I, I'm I'm getting ready to be 30 and I'm single, but I'm still, like you said, I'm still waiting on Mr. Right, and I know he's going to be a black man. Because that's where my heart lies with the black men. <laughs> uh, I want a black ass family. Oh, my family be the blackest of them all. <laughs> yes, I feel you on that. Listen, I want my family, everybody in my family to have melanin. I want us to be beautiful, you know. So I definitely feel that. And also, we definitely need to work on resolving issues and setting boundaries with boundaries with people. And also, I will say we need to stop doing this messy shit where we're out here. With, with multiple people and being with some most people who feel like they can claim us, you know, we need to just tell people what it is. Like, okay. this is what it is. This is what your role is. And like you said, we need to be having these conversations. And I feel like if everybody communicates, then we'll be all right. You know, it's like maybe you'll find if you have money, some people might be okay with being a side person, which is exactly. something I necessarily don't agree with. But It'll keep yeah. them from having to come out on social media against this one person, you know what I'm saying? I definitely feel like we need to have the conversations. And also, we need to quit telling social media everything. That's just some else we need to take on our hey. own. Take on that learning experiences and keep it moving, you know, because the main thing that's going to happen is they're going to laugh at them, and they also going to be laughing at you, like, how did you allow that? Yeah, and also, stop believing everything you hear on social media, like, Motherfuckers be lying. I'm sorry. They be lying. That's true. That's true. And you be thinking that people out here got 12 different girlfriends and balling and doing this. No. That man had a photo shoot with them girls. Them is not his girlfriends. Like, be for real. And if you stop believing and stop looking at what everybody else got going on, you'll have a successful relationship for yourself. Yes, you will. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really feel like that people need to just get off social media. Don't tell social media everything. Like, and also gotta vent to the right people and stuff. Because you know what, the right people know what to tell you and stuff. The, the social media will let you let you believe that that person is the worst person in the world when that's not even the case. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I definitely agree because that's that's what it be. It be people yes. on us telling them a bunch of lies. Yes. And also to all my people out there, if you if you are a black person and you feel like you've just given up on us and you want to be um, one of these people that date outside the race, that's okay. Do what you do more from <laughs> us, but just shut the fuck up about black people and what <laughs> got going on because because we're gonna be looking at you like you stupid. Like you no, got seriously. the nerve to speak on black affairs, but you got you got Becky with good hair. Or you might have yourself a white man. No, because we're we going to look at you some type of way. No, you can't be over here trying to be pro-black and speaking on black shit when you up and up in here with a with a white man or a white woman. Okay. Don't nobody want to hear that shit. Don't nobody want to hear it. I don't, I don't want to hear it. Like you said, stick with your soul bunny or your, your flower monkey and, and do what you're going to do. I, I don't exactly. Because you because you gotta deal with grandma and grandpa and grandma and grandpa might still be racist or hell they they daddy mama fuck daddy grandma. Like I was just gonna say fuck grandma and granddad it's the mom and the daddy and your <laughs> siblings that be talking about me as soon as I walk out the room like absolutely not that's one thing like what I say about you know dating outside my race I feel like even if it's not necessarily you somebody in your family down the line don't like me and not because of my personality or not who I am because of the color of my skin. So absolutely nope. fucking not. Like, no. I couldn't even do it. I couldn't even. And and if I have kids, I have a son, how are you going to raise my black son and how to be black in America and you're not even black? Mm-hmm. So no. No, no, no. I could never. Nope. No, ma'am. Don't even try it. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to wrap up the podcast. Now, next week is the men's only round i will have the fellas back on we all black men uh what is uh what is something you want to ask the fellas something i want to ask the fellas why y'all be lying (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. I would definitely ask the men, like, why do they lie to our black women? I would definitely wow. ask the fellas that. Thank you. Thank you. And also, I want to thank you for coming back on. It's been too long. You know what I'm saying? It's nice to have you back on. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy you're back podcasting. And you already know if you need me to come show up on your podcast, you already know where I'm at. You just got to shoot me a DM. I did it once before. I'll do it again. We can go ahead and set that up. Yes, for sure. For sure. And I want to thank you, the listeners and subscribers and whatever, wherever you listen to Look and Talk. I want to thank you for enjoying this time, pouring up with me, engaging in this conversation. Until the next time, we out this motherfucker. Keep pushing. Um, And you know what it is. We out this thing. Deuces, y'all. Deuces. Bye. That's it.